0: Hey, this is Max and you're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, where we talk about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversations about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Thank you for tuning in to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Max and I'm here with Steve and Vicki Orsillo, pastors of the Father's House Church, where we're at here in Oroville, California. Hey
1: everybody. Hey. I get
0: to join you guys every week and it's my pleasure. Aw, oh, so it's
1: our pleasure too.
0: It's our second it 100 deg- yeah. degree day of the year. And we're S- Steve's roasting. So roasting. Just <laughs> roasting. Roasted Steve.
1: In May, how many places in uh, May are is it 100 degrees? Yeah, well, I,
0: here eat? in Arizona, and probably yep. Yep. I don't know. I That's didn't, the
1: Valley, California.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that it was going to be this hot all the time when we moved here, <laughs> but
1: God played a trick. My
0: right? wife loves it. She loves.
2: We just the, came through a super and nice season, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was it was 70s nice. 70s and 80s. It was kind of like the beautiful. Wish it could stay that way. Sort of like rained every like once a week yep. and. 80 degrees. I
1: think it's going back to that um, calm, this weekend for calm about 10 days. the storm. Yeah, right. I love it.
0: Calm, so, calm before the storm. What's new with you guys?
1: Um...
0: um. Uh, we're still in, we're a, still was, in quarantine that was your exact answer last <laughs> week
1: <laughs> uh, great things are happening uh, we just uh we actually went to a restaurant today and, and oh uh, yeah Got the, to uh, to it a was restaurant. so wonderful to be served and a waitress' wore no masks
0: really it in felt Orville like just, just it's not against normal. the
1: law around the world we are open the city of Oroville was one of the first cities in the state of California to open that's
0: mm, we're that's so excited
1: yeah
2: churches is starting up again
1: yeah right excited uh, you
0: know I've I talked to my best friend in Colorado last night and it's crazy how two different places could be so different. So this Greeley, Colorado would yeah. kind of be like the Orville yes. of Colorado. I yep. don't know if you guys know it, but I've heard of it. It's kind of got a that sort of reputation that Orville used to have, right? Yep. And and they had they've had so many that actually so many cases that everybody's just still in complete lockdown. No. And even the people who would usually be up in arms like this is a the type of the type of area is really similar. They would be up in arms, like "Let us out, let us out," and that's not happening <laughs> because it's down. still it's still locked down. And Wow, um, Orville's a, buzzing. Yeah, so he's a youth pastor at a big church, and he's like, "Yeah, we didn't, we're not gonna have church for the foreseeable future." And wow. I'm like, "Oh man, I'm I'm really glad I'm here." I'm <laughs> glad I'm here too. So
1: Orville finally uh, ended first in something, right? Now, well, Did we were they... first in other things,
0: but that yeah, was good. Yeah. So first we're first in something great. It's first to have us. <laughs> <First> <laughs> yeah. to have us. So, so you uh, remember, uh,
2: What's their mortality rate there? Oh, it's
0: still it's still a low mortality rate, yeah. right? Yeah, still it's ridiculously still low. low. Yeah, like he said, point zero three percent of the population.
1: However,
2: um, no, that would be
0: massively high. That guy, yeah, zero three, three is point point zero three. Yeah, whatever that is, I'm not sure, wow. but that's high. yeah, it's still it's still low and it's still hard to put that many stuff I mean, like that yeah. much on hold for, no, for, for oh, something and it
1: feels it just feels like springtime here even though it feels it's summertime right. the statement it feels like springtime everything everybody's just really excited Ross opened so that changed everybody's life
0: <laughs> yeah I, I need new shoes man <laughs> I ordered shoes online yeah so I ordered from this like second hand like you can buy things that shoes that were worn once so I shoes ordered RS. some new some new Nikes I was excited about them the box came you were in my office yesterday, Steve. You saw the box. I hadn't opened it. And I opened it when you walked out. And instead of size 11 men's Nikes, I had size 7 and a half 19, like 1990s Fila shape-up <laughs> shoes. You know, the, the round bottom sole yes. ones that are supposed to keep you. Why would like, you order something like I, that? I didn't order them. <laughs> I, could, I opened them up. I was so excited for my new shoes. You know, there's the thing where somebody wore them once. and like, I don't like these shoes. Yeah. And so they sell. I paid like 10 bucks for these shoes.
1: You, can you get your money back?
0: I got my money back, but I'm not gonna get my shoes. <laughs> they said just keep those ones. Try to resell them. I'm like, I don't want to. No, I'll wanna... give them to somebody else. Oh man. Yeah, that's so. Just do you so need? Do you need any of those? Any um, seven and a half.
1: I'm. I'm good. Are they okay. cute? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're atrocious. Steve wants
0: them.
2: <laughs> they're atrocious. Yeah. Seven atrocious, and a half would do me but, a lot of but good. But they're like
0: those round sole ones yep. that make you walk all weird.
1: Are you kidding? Oh, those. Oh, man. My
0: wife got a kick oh, out of that. A,
1: I think you should wear those tonight.
0: I can't. I won't fit Dang into them. Can she wear I won't. I won't stand for it and sit down know. Max just oh, sit down I don't know if I oh, can see write the letters oh, all the
2: ladies, you know the ladies you know write ladies. Max Ehrman address, at, address at, your, change your letters to Max Ehrman at the Father's all you ladies <laughs> no, are offended have, by that I do don't hold me responsible for at his the of Yeah, the,
1: all uh, the hate meal the goes, goes to Max
0: Max uh, Ehrman at change, <laughs> change I won't stand for it honey oh boy oh, yeah. I mean, oh. oh boy she, she makes me trim my beard Wrong and make century. sure I, I shave my head so it's actually nice and I don't have the horseshoe so I can tell her I, I don't really like are you trying to make this an <laughs> even thing are you trying to make <laughs> this even are you trying to make it even married you're trying maybe, to act like this is actually a balanced subject gears. you probably
1: should bite your foot and get out of the trap
0: <laughs> yeah bite it off I'm just trying to learn from you guys okay uh, <laughs> yeah it doesn't work evenly. yes dear
1: those look great on you no There's, you don't look pregnant what color is
2: the sky in your world yeah it
0: could be Whatever color she wants.
2: That's and right, Whatever she go. wants. Now you're learning. We're having an effect it's already. Only,
0: it's only been seven years, so <laughs> yeah. And you've only All, been with us a little bit, so I mean, you're starting it. to learn we'll just since there. this podcast began. Yeah, it's, a week, an hour a week with you guys goes a long way. Right? Just changes your so, life, doesn't it? It's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I'm uh, excited to talk today about something uh, that I think affects a lot of people. But it's something that I don't think it gets a whole lot of airplay. It doesn't get a whole lot of talking about. And that's the issue of, of self-worth and poor self-image. Poor self-image. And uh, sometimes it can go as far as being called self-hatred. Yeah. Um, right? It's something that, that we kind of don't think should or could affect Christians the way it does. Oh, my goodness. But it, it actually does, yeah, right? Yes, rampant. And, and so we, we know things. We all know in our minds as Christians we know, okay, so I'm made in the image of God, right? I am fearfully and wonderful, wonderfully made. Um, I'm valuable enough for God to send his one and only son to pay the price for me and die in my place on a cross. I can hold all those things logically in my brain. But at the same time, I can still have as a Christian a poor self-image, right? Or or think I'm I'm useless or I don't have any value and and so why why does that happen? How how does that play out in Christianity? Aren't we supposed to have this this new creation where, where that sort of stuff like melts away, and yet we're still we still find Christians that are, are plagued with, with self-doubt and self-hatred. and what's going on
2: there? So the more the world becomes all about me, the more self-hatred will continue to flourish and grow. That's good. Mm-hmm. You, you talk to people from the depression era where you had to do things. For the community. You, you know, you had to share the things. toilet paper on the shelf. You had to not hoard, but share. Mm-hmm. And you had to look out for your neighbor. And I never met a selfish uh, depression era person in my youth. They were all they were very, they were very, uh, I don't mean selfish, they, they could be selfish, but they're not, the world isn't all about them. Right. And they didn't seem to hate themselves. They had a very humble way of looking at life. But I think on, on, a, on a natural way, the more selfish we make this, the more we make it all about people, and the more information people have. It seems like the more they're told they can have what they dream, that God made them special, the more they're told these things, the more self-hate grows. Hmm. And uh, I think the most important thing you can teach someone is that they're owed nothing, they deserve nothing, they owe everything to God and then everything to others because that's what he tells them. And I think that more than anything will bring self-love if you embrace the idea of it. Just saying the words won't change anything. I think that it, it it's remarkable. I have, what, maybe 65 people on the team here. And there are at least 45 of the most exceptional people i've ever known on this team geniuses they should love themselves they should be proud of themselves they should be really excited about what god's given them and how they're using it yeah and uh, self-hate is rampant it's it's the greatest affliction afflicting us today it's way worse than covid 19. Hmm. the mortality rate is that every single person will die miserable who lives in self-hate and and it's it's an astronomical. It's a hundred percent mortality rate uh, for haters, and and it's terrible. They will all die of things that are bad. Yeah, they will all have bad things in their lives from this hate. It will grow. It will, it will grow seeds of discontent, and they'll be miserable their whole life.
0: So, Vicky, we say self hate, and that's something we we use the terminology self hate because that's something we. That's just how we get on the same page, that's what we call it. But there's gonna be people out there that say, I don't hate myself, what are you talking about? What does that sort of thing look like?
1: Well, I I think in doubling up on what Steve said, um, oftentimes self-hate comes from our mom and dad, the way we were raised. Okay. Okay, so you you can't, you know, what he said, yes, but there's also a place in, in our identity where our parents have said things about us that you're always this and you're always that and, and they blame, you know, there's a lot of blame. So without the forgiveness, you you can you can really hate yourself because the identity, you're really, your identity is formed by the time you're four or five. Hmm. So if your parents are, are spewing hatred at you or guilt or condemnation or judgment or just hateful words, oftentimes we have a very negative um, opinion of who we are. So okay. we wanna work our way to the opposite often sometimes we we actually just fall into that you know you're just a, you're never gonna mount anything so people just believe it because if your parents say you're never gonna m- mount anything well who they should know right so our identity is broken at a very early age and we see that a lot here at the father's house and that would be a lot of times where the addictions come in because there's a pain involved
0: mm mm-hmm. so that you need to numb right
1: yeah they need to numb it and um, so they're they're de- you know and the thing is if your parents hated you or Were horrible to you. How could someone? How could you believe someone who's not your parents? When so, when we tell people how wonderful they are, they don't really believe it because their parents have so formed their foundation of who they are. They believe these lies. Right. So, um, of the of like Steve said, of the of the 65 people we have, probably 45 really do um, operate in perfectionism, and they hate themselves because there's they have to be perfect right so right. some of this comes some of it's come from their parents again you know maybe works if I only love my mom and dad maybe they'll you know maybe they'll give me credit or maybe they'll see me or sure. give me attention or whatever the thing is and oftentimes it's just perfectionism is just how you're wired you know you're just you just want to be great you're just you're just mm-hmm. there's a greatness in you however when there's perfectionism there's also a self-hate and I think that's what Steve is talking about. And um, Jesus says, be perfect like I am perfect. So I think the church in general has caused Christ- to-, to Christians to hate their perfectionism. What we have said is love the gift that you've been blessed with because most of the people who are perfectionists are the visionaries, the ones that do things excellently. Hmm. Where the problem comes is when they make a mistake. Right. Or they judge other people. Because everybody does. Correct. Or they judge other people who are not perfect, Hmm. and they're very critical. They're very critical towards themselves, and that's where the self-hate comes. Or they're critical at you because you didn't do it the way they thought it should be done. So we at the Father's House, and I think Steve has done a great job of taking the perfectionists and saying you need to love your gift. It's a gift. Yeah. You're phenomenal. And and, um, not being, not hating the gift, but dealing with, you know, like, the consequences of why you hate it, so um, so there's two things going on. You could be you could you could not like yourself or hate yourself because of what your mom and dad did yeah. and spoke it over your identity. Other you can also be just a perfectionist, and in the Christian church, in my 41 years, I found so many people Christians who are perfectionists, and and I think the church has done a, not a very good job of kind of funneling it towards jesus in a good way okay so this, the problem is that they then they hate themselves does that does that make is that clear because there is a lot of perfections right steve i mean there yeah. and you know you said that they could die from it but um there's also um teach teach them how to live with it
2: yeah they will what i said was their mortality rate is high because they will continue down a path of, of dissatisfaction with life if with something doesn't
0: change Correct.
2: right? right if, if they don't change and yeah Here's like, here's like um, the generations before us. Our fathers went to work, and we didn't. They came home tired. We didn't expect them to play with us. The roles were mm. defined. then. Today, uh, you know, if a father didn't play with these guys, if a father didn't sit and counsel them, you know, meaning meaningful talks with my dad were like, you know, I probably F. F. had ten mm. in my life. Mm. Billy Crystal, an actor comedian, he did a, a one-man show on stage called Seven Hundred Sundays where he talked about the 700 Sundays he had before his dad died. And he, his dad, he did never talk to his dad six days a week for his whole life. Mm -hmm. Sunday was the day they would go to church Catholic church Mm -hmm. and then do things with the dad, work in the garage, go to the carnival, go to the beach one day. And so, and he had to share his dad with all of his siblings. And so he never felt like a victim of not being loved, not being talked to, not being, I wasn't, I wasn't valuable enough for him. None of that was spoken. Mm -hmm. All he talked about was the privilege of having 700 Sundays with his dad and what he would have done to have 700 more Sundays with his dad that he, you know, died when he was a 15. If you do the math on Sundays, you know? So it it's so different. You don't we would never hear that today because kids are shortchanged by everything their parents do. All of our children need inner healing because the expectation of what a dad has to do or a mom has to do is way out of the box. And and then the, the promise that they can be anything they want to be, well that's a lie. They can't. Or if they dream enough, they can have their dreams come true. So they're set up for failure. Good. By the culture, right? Yes. Right. By the, just the mm-hmm. message, the, the mm-hmm. schoolhouse message of you can have whatever you dream for. Or you're, you know make sure you get what you deserve. Or this, this one's my favorite. You have the right of way. I got little children walking in front of my car. If I'm not on edge watching, I will run over a kid mm-hmm. because they have been taught you have the right of way. That car has to stop. Yeah. Yeah. But what if that car can't stop? That's a fatal mistake.
0: Yeah. That it, actually, that actually happens where I came from in Winnipeg. Yeah. There, there you press a button and people. So it's the law there instead of just, you know, where you uh, crosswalks here and in Colorado say you've got the right of way, but there's yeah, nothing wait. to let a car. know. you right, just kind of right. have to be watching yeah. in Winnipeg. They went full on. They put flashing yellow lights and uh, especially in the downtown area, which is kind of like the south side of Winnipeg, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. really rough lots of kids in the street there and they'll they'll do that they'll just see how long they can keep the cars not going from that right but the the other side of the thing is um they'll hit the button and they'll just start walking not looking right Right. just let's go you have the right of way and And so uh, the teaching teaching these
2: kids they have the right of way my dad would jerk me back you don't make a car stop (laughs) Mm -hmm. that man's driving a car
1: 2000 pounds
2: you stop and it's way easier for you to wait and let him go by and not be an inconvenience to him my dad was adamant about those kinds of things you don't have a right away you don't have a right to expect people to do things for you you have a a responsibility to be appreciative when they do Mm -hmm. and to note every time they do by saying thank you thank you by saying please And, you know, just giving respect where respect is due. And I think like when I was in the car with my mom, when I was 19 years old, my mom turns around, looks at me and says, why do you hate yourself so much? And I was like, I didn't know I hated myself. I didn't know that was my affliction. And my I can't look at my parents as causing my self-hate at all. Mm. I found out my mom was right. I really was afflicted with self-hate. But you didn't know that right away, I didn't, right? No. I didn't know it when she said it. I was like, I don't think that's true. But I thought about it and realized I really do. He did. Mm. I really hate myself. At 19? Yeah. yeah. And it manifested itself he was ha- in hateful. just hateful anger towards everybody. Everybody. And And I just despised everyone. And it was a pastor that revealed to me what the problem was. Cause one day I was just weeping and the, I was weeping. He sat down next to me in this men's conference and said, what's and you wrong? You were already
0: a Christian at this point, right? I was a
2: minister. I was a youth pastor. Mm. And, uh, he says, what's wrong? And I said, I'm just so sick of hating everybody. Wow. And I started crying. And when I could finally get control, he explained to me, well, the problem is you're a perfectionist. Wow. He goes, you're, you're, you're just, you're holding people to a standard. They can't live. If you lower your bar, And on on them, and then work to lower the bar on you because you can't be perfect either. So if you can't be perfect, you hate yourself. So it's nothing my mom did. It's nothing anyone did to me. Probably those coaches that I had in high school, they probably probably contributed a little bit to my worthlessness. Mm -hmm. But suddenly realized, well, you know, I'm really good at almost everything I do why would I hate me? I should be looking at how I get to be used. I, I get to take the things I do well and I get to use them for a lot of things. I get to use them to make money. I get to use them to make people happy. I get to, I've been using them to and lead Jesus, people to Jesus. Famous. Yeah. And so I started to look at all that and say, this is really good stuff. It's a, such a privilege and it, it, it's, it's not mine. I don't own it, but I was given a talents gift. and a gift and, I should be happy that I have that, not not like it's owed to me, not like I have a right away or a right to it, mm-hmm. or that if I dream enough I'm going to get whatever I dream, but that he's given me a gift and a talent to use. And it took a while, but I grew. I I. It's been a long time, I and I do still 30, fight, don't you? Yeah, I still fight with it for once yeah. in a while. I still wrestle with it on a regular basis because my perfectionism hasn't left. And the negative trigger of my perfectionism is exactly the same. It's what I look at and decide. It's what I choose to accept from my negative, the negative virtues of my gifting is perfection Mm -hmm. and nobody can do that. So therefore I can fall to the side of this is a great gift. And what I was able to achieve is really amazing Yeah. or, and not look at what I wasn't able to achieve. Or I can look at what I wasn't able to achieve and just hate me and everybody else because I wasn't able to
0: achieve what I was aiming at. Yeah, it's kind of kind of like when the kid brings home her her first A minus, right? And it's like, the world has ended yeah. because it's not an A plus, right? Yeah. And yeah. everybody's like, congratulations, A minus. Those are hard to get yeah. in that but, class. And, and she's, she's like, just like, mm. no. I don't deserve it. Congratulations, I got an A minus. Yeah, we had that with Nicole. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. got mad at Her nervous. first
2: B. Surprising. Yeah, she was super mad (laughs) at us for not
0: punishing her for a B. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Man, you guys were neglectful. Yeah, we were.
2: What? We were like, what? (laughs) All A's and a B? First one in your whole life. Yeah,
0: Yeah. she was. She actually
1: probably had to do some counseling on that one. Well, that
0: that was helpful because I, I spoke on this a few episodes ago. But when I when I came here, my my way of communicating with the Lord changed. Um, And I put a lot of pressure on myself because I saw a whole different set of Christians because I'd never been in um, a charismatic or sort of Pentecostal stream of Christianity before. I never knew that you could just ask the Lord a question and expect to hear an answer. Mm -hmm. I thought there there are people that could do that, and I just thought that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. And so I put that as when I found out that it could be me, then I started asking questions why it wasn't me. Oh, boy. And then that became this like weight on my shoulders. That's like, man, well, I gotta if, you know, if I want to be used by the Lord, I better have to figure this thing out. And I I know it's not His problem, so it's got to be my problem. And it's just something I carried around for a long time, right? And uh, I don't know if, like you, I don't know if I would have explained it as self-hatred, but it was that, man, I want to be perfect. Because I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a perfectionist. perfectionist. Like I'll look at, I'll look at the film later. Listen to my own voice. And I'll be like, Oh, why'd I say that? Or you got to fix that stutter that I said there. Or I said face, face instead of faith or something. Mm -hmm. And just other people are laughing at me and patting me on the back. And I'm just like kicking myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when when you told me like, Hey, it's, it's not a big deal. Just take the pressure off and it's going to come. And then the pressure was off and I was like, Oh man, like.
1: You're a different person.
0: Yeah. Well, it felt, it felt incredible because I heard somebody that I respected tell me You'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. It's, you're great. Why why focus on the one thing that's not perfect right now? Why don't you focus on the the family that you've got that's happy, You know the kids that you've got mm-hmm. that are happy and healthy, um, all the things that you've been given, all mm-hmm. the things that you've been able to give. And um, so I can definitely see that acting out in my own life, right? Yep. Yeah. So this subject is really
2: – it's the pinnacle of anyone out there that is trying – to live like Jesus wanted you to live, and you're not aware of what your obstacles are, well, the, there's a force in the world called the world system. Mm. And what it's trying to do more than any other thing is get you to not listen to Jesus, and not love yourself, <coughs> to despise yourself. It's literally important to obey Jesus if you hate yourself. Did I say important? It's literally impossible to obey Jesus mm if you don't love yourself because his command is to love others it's almost impossible to love others when you despise yourself wow and it's the key that opens the door yeah i agree with that. and so you can teach people that god loves them and it doesn't change the fact that they don't love themselves and then what it does change is their ability to receive that love from god yeah how could he love me or how could i receive from him when i can't even receive love from me you know, you can have your mom hug, you kiss your wife, you can be loved by people and you can feel it. But overall, you can't receive love from people and you can't give love it's very good. well to people because you're, you're trapped in this vortex of not loving yourself. So where is the enemy's attack against you, against the idea that you're not a failure? Hmm. Like he, he wants
0: you to believe you're a failure. So he's, he's going after the roots. The root. Instead of, instead of going after the things that powerful Christians can do. Right. Once they're – it's kind of like he does the, the time machine thing and goes back mm-hmm. and, and cuts us down before we're able to accomplish yeah. what, what we're supposed right. to do. Right, he goes back
2: in time. So you, you even go to a place where someone else is leading people and healing them. You feel less than because hmm. you're a perfectionist, and then you come out of there feeling like a loser. You don't come out there celebrating the fact God healed people. Those people were healed. They're set free. That's so great for them. And Jesus showed up. I love Jesus. He showed up awesome, and he healed those people. No, you walk out like, well, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Why can't I do that? Mm -hmm. And that's the attack is against you. The greatest things on earth can happen, and it doesn't change your affection for yourself. It doesn't cause you to come up it causes you to go down.
1: That's good.
2: And that's, I think the base root of that is the teaching that it's all about you. Hmm. And
1: God loves you. How do
2: you feel today? What do you identify with? I mean, we are at the point where children are able at very young ages to say, I identify as this gender or that gender, and their parents are transitioning them. When, I mean, I remember growing up, I didn't know, I I probably said 500 times, I wish I was a girl. (laughs) Can you imagine if I lived today? I'd, oh, yeah. I'd be
0: one ugly Your girl. Your wish is my command, yeah. You'd be
2: yeah. Stephanie. Yeah. Oh, Stephanie instead
0: Steph- of Stevie. <laughs> Stevie. Yeah. Not not the Stephanie that we know. <laughs>
1: Thank yeah, <'cause> you. Yeah, because she's <laughs> not one ugly girl at all, <laughs> no. No, she's gorgeous. <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie she Mummy's
2: really gorgeous. Lo- Vicki really loves you, Stephanie. She didn't mean that. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, saying my name would be stephanie, stephanie you're right. yeah, well, yeah. my so, parents
2: would have changed me from steve to yeah. stephanie
0: i would have been maxine you'd maxine, be victor
1: i'd be victor luke yeah. would be
2: i mean what do wow. you identify with today what who cares what you oh, identify yeah. with you're today six. you're not that important in this world and your feelings don't really matter yeah. in this world hmm. and back when i was a kid and your they, feelings we, matter. how many times did we hear children are to be seen, seen not heard hard. we must have heard that five million times and we believed it and we didn't come out with bad well, stuff. Well, right I about mean, what
1: bedtime, it was like we, we, we really took that to, to heart. because yeah, our parents I, I would hide from us. my parents yeah. all the
2: time. They would forget all about bedtime because right. I'd go somewhere and be super That's right, quiet. That's because
1: we knew we were up an hour and a half more.
2: I need to teach my kids that one, man. <laughs> yeah, they go hide. And oh, wait, it's bedtime. Oh, where are where they? Are but they? they today, kids are like, look at me, look at me, and they run in the room, and you're like, oh, look, it's bedtime. <laughs> Isn't it bedtime? Five, well, can't they go five minutes early no, today? Yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, yeah. they did last night. Yeah, hopefully. because they make noise. <laughs> yeah. But we, you know, look at Vicki. She really suffers from a poor self-image. <laughs> I
1: really did when I first got saved. But um, I just, I, I'm not a perfectionist, in case mm-hmm. you didn't know that. And I, I don't really understand you guys much at all. Mm-hmm. But um, I do appreciate your excellence. And, and you come to Father's house, and the number one thing that people say is the excellent nature of everything that we are do and, and build.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if it was up to me, it would be close enough.
2: <laughs> Everything
1: <laughs> would be close enough.
2: So. Um, and so with tomorrow. Tomorrow soon enough.
1: Tomorrow, tomorrow, not today.
2: Yeah, but for a driven perfectionist, yesterday is when it should have happened. So yeah. let's make sure today doesn't pass. I
1: thoroughly enjoy watching my husband work. It's like, oh, that's really good. Yay, you did a great job. And I
2: thoroughly <laughs> enjoy working. So see how perfect that relationship <laughs> yeah, it's is.
0: It's really good. Yeah, it's really it good. works out
1: well. But I actually, when I got saved. I really, we were in a great church when I got saved, and we, I was really afforded that uh, liberty of ha- having a very great pastor in a great church. And I believe he said, I don't know if I picked this up or if he said it, but I just really lived uh, Romans 8.1. And I took it for me. It's like, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who uncor- mm-hmm. call- Christ Jesus and called according to his purpose. And I said, well, that's me. That means I don't have to be guilty when I screw up. I apologize. I keep going. It doesn't really bog me down. I'm just not like I'm not kicking myself for four days because I blew something.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: it, I just I'm not a I'm not a perfectionist. You guys are are crazy in my opinion. All yeah, you and food. that sounds you crazy. You guys are me. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, in my opinion, I don't even get understand you. However, I really admire and love perfectionists. And but but you at the father's house, we really do teach that you need to go after it because it can cross over to self hate so quickly. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's probably why there's so many perfectionists here. For people who haven't been here, there's just so much that gets done that wouldn't get done without the work of so many perfectionists right. working on things. Like we have uh, the, stuff. the person who set up our cameras and the yeah. person who set up the lights. Perfectionists. Um, if you notice that our little table thing is set exactly the same way every week because... Why not give it, get it perfect, Correct. just like it was last Correct. time? There's that's a right. way we can do that. We'll just look at the video yeah. last time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you know, Vicky would be like, "Yeah, it's got Close m- some green and a it couple looks blocks, good. but
1: yeah, you looks good. You right? look good. Yeah, that's me.
0: So and I'm um, happy with that. But then then I don't think that you were getting to the point earlier about how uh, Christianity has sort of done a disservice to to uh, people with perfectionism yeah. streaks, right? Yeah, and. Is that because we, we've we known about the the peril of perfectionism and we haven't figured out how to, how to harness it? Like, well, what's I, going on?
2: I think they've used a the term called performance. Yeah. Okay. Where people find their identity and their performance. Yes. And they've taken, again, a good there thing. is a basis of truth and goodness in that, mm-hmm. but then they take it and completely kill the perfectionist with it because – The truth is, you are what you do, and they tell you you aren't what you do. It's good. And the literal, absolute, undeniable truth is, if you work on—I mean, I don't care if you do art; you're an artist. If you lie, you're a liar. If you cheat, you're a cheater. Hmm. You are exactly what you do. It's really good. If you perform excellently, you're a performer. You do performance matters, and. Um, if you don't, aren't able, you want to knock down people who perform. Mm. But what, what's wrong with performance is when that's the entirety. Instead of the performance coming out of your love for God, performance being your love for God. Yeah. Uh, so good. Uh, instead of performance being like, I do nice things for my wife, but I never let her connect to my heart. She, that would grow really old. She would eventually grow uh, distant because mm-hmm. women need to connect to your heart but if i refuse to ever expose my heart to her but brought her flowers brought her you know d- what did the deeds and the performed i built her the nice patio i built her the nice bedroom know, i made and her he bathroom did. perfect for her he did and uh but i never let her feel the heart or feel my emotional love for her um it would not work be it's performance. like that, yeah. that yeah, would be both. a performance oriented mm-hmm. Relationship and it does not feed the soul. So good. So there is that, that, like I said, there's a really important truth, but it spreads across the board to where Jesus said, I was hungry and you fed me. So if we go feed people, we're being performance. That's all about performance. No, it isn't. Hmm. That is my faith led me to grace. Grace led me to a feeling that I don't deserve this. Man, I, I'm so grateful for this and I want to do anything I can do. What can I do? If I had a gift of singing, I'd want to sing for you. If I had a gift of building, I'd want to, I want to build for you, Jesus. If I had a gift of anything I have, if I have just a, a driven nature that I can clean kitchens and bathrooms, then I want to do that for you. He, you does, know? he doesn't. He doesn't. But no. <laughs> uh, if I did, Whatever yeah. it is, I'm, I, you know, then all of a sudden you bring a crowd with all these different gifts and everybody here, what we want them to do is not try to set this all up to impress me or impress Jesus. We want to do it out of a gratefulness so good. for salvation, a gratefulness for grace, mm-hmm. a gratefulness for a father who art in heaven. And that's really where self-image is going to improve. When I promise people, if they'll do what I'm telling them, they'll like themselves better. Um, I can't say they'll love themselves totally. I can say you'll in two years, you'll be way down the road. You'll be on your way to loving yourself, mm-hmm. and you definitely will like yourself better because I know that if they follow me, they will follow me to Jesus, have a relationship with him, understand gratefulness, understand what they're owed, that what they dream isn't the most important thing on earth. It's what God dreams. Mm-hmm. It's God's wishes. It's God's will that's the most important thing yeah and if they'll put themselves to work on his plan well they're gonna f- they're gonna feel this overwhelming love for their life because us perfectionists are driven on every level and guess what we're also driven on the feeling of satisfaction as well we can feel his pleasure in what we're doing yeah. if we want to okay and if we will we're going to like ourselves because we're going to feel his pleasure towards us. Mm-hmm. When I'm building stuff, I'm out there doing that church remodel, that church edition we're yep. on right now. I just stood back this morning with a big smile on my face. I sat down and just stared at it and I could just feel his pleasure. If he doesn't even want an addition on the church, he's still pleased with me because I'm doing it for him. I am giving my all to build this thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, using all my talents and 40 years of knowledge and, taking guys who don't know anything and building a church addition. And I'm doing it for him. And even if he didn't want a church building, he wanted a son who was out to please him. Yeah. He knows that if he said, stop working there and go across the street, I want you to build that lady house. He knows I'd jump up, grab the tools and go because I'm doing it for his pleasure mm-hmm. to bring pleasure to him, not for him to bring his pleasure to me. I do it to build his pleasure. So good. And that's exactly how I went from self-hating, despising everybody. I I didn't stop being irritated by everything everyone did. They still irritated me. But I could talk myself down off the ledge by not focusing on what they did wrong. Yeah, They're allowed to do wrong. I better look at what I'm doing and start really finding a way to be okay with the fact that I can't do as well as I wanted to Mm -hmm. or expected to but that I did really good and look at what I've done and, mm-hmm. and, and be willing to accept compliments, accept praise oh, yeah. instead of just, Oh yeah, you say that was good. Cause you don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Instead
2: say that's really, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? It is pretty good. It's a lot better than almost anyone else I know could do. And, um, and if I can do it that good next time, I'll just try a little bit to do it a little better. I don't have to leap from there to perfect. And to start really working on accepting what I've done, learning from my mistakes, and that kind of thing. And over a really long, we're over 30 years of me really being good at it. And, and I'm able now to help others you yeah. know, a lot in how they perceive the deeds they've done. Mm-hmm. How do you look at what you've done? Now, when you look in the mirror, what do you say to yourself?
1: And nope. I think I think him being married for forty one years to me has helped him a lot too because <laughs> yeah. I'm just not that person. Even
2: even if you have to say so yourself. Even
1: because I, <laughs> I love myself. <laughs> That's Is right. that bad? Yeah,
2: you think you're the best thing that ever happened I, to me. I, and you I, know what? You are the you are I right. Helped him a lot. You're the second best thing that ever happened to me.
1: <laughs> you should have seen him before. You're the greatest I had blessing
2: him. he ever gave me.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, I was. I'm sincerely saying the two of us have you know, when you're married, we are extreme opposites in case you didn't know that.
0: Yep, for people out there, they probably,
1: if I ran the church, it would be anarchy because I'd say yes to everything. If Steve ran the church, it'd be like General Patton's <laughs> somewhere in the middle, we we come to <laughs> yeah. But so together we make a really good couple. Yeah. But um, it's just, he, he's really has softened throughout the years um, on himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was difficult for me as his wife when he was so hard on himself i didn't even get it i didn't you know it's like well, the building looks phenomenal you know and you're looking at this yeah. one little inch of something that's screwed up you know and he could see steve is a quality control so he can drive up to a building that's his somebody's building or and he could see a mistake a long ways away yeah. and, and uh, so i think he's you know right now it's more important about the person instead of the the, the thing i think you've really graduated to the people's um, character and growing them up as opposed to the... I think the proof is yeah. in the
2: pudding of the house we built just now. Mm-hmm. We built it with mostly people who don't know anything. <laughs> they don't know left from right. Okay, and, be nice. I mean, really really don't know anything they're lovely we love them we love them and they they came every day they're not builders right they're not builders no no. we built that house and i know of a hundred things that in my past are totally unacceptable to me yeah Mm -hmm. he
1: couldn't even stay he would it would drive him batty a few years ago yeah
2: i couldn't have lived in that house uh 30 years ago mm-hmm.
0: this is the house that you rebuilt after the fire after fire. The
2: fire i okay. rebuilt my house it's a gorgeous built, place rebuilt it. and there isn't a day goes by i don't talk about the great blessing of that house mm-hmm. so yes i don't every i just i say every i love my house The labor of love i don't think i have said since we've moved in more than less than five times about you know i know where every mistake is right it's
1: just that one squeak by yeah, the bathroom
2: that, that's <laughs> me though that was that was actually yeah. a beam that failed oh that was you well, it's not me. Is the beam failed? <laughs> See? And, and See, isn't that good. He didn't yeah. blame himself. Yeah. He's yeah. That yeah, darn beam. But I could fix it. <laughs> it's the it beam you I, gave I, me, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I put my mind to it, but fleek, squeaky floor does drive me crazy. Yeah, every day, but every I, day. But I don't. I um, don't. Lament. You don't on those. Hun- There's a hundred things that are totally unacceptable yeah. that I never would have been able to ever True. live with. True. True. I would tear that. I'd get a big old. I'd bulldoze. It'd be like over. Edgar Allan
0: Poe, yeah. just like hearing it in the floorboards all yeah. the time and gotta oh. rip up the house. Yeah. I would be
2: haunted by it. I'd be tormented yeah. by knowing those things, right?
1: That's extreme perfectionism. And I would be
2: hating the guys whose yeah. fault it was, yep. right? Uh, I mean, really hating, discounting the labor true, of true, love true, that they truly did for me. hating you? and ignoring the labor of love, and uh, so I know I'm extreme. I use the word hate, but I mean really irritated with. It's, yeah, and for the listeners. But here thirty, you know, thirty thirty years down the road from me really and it's more like forty from when the pastor talked to me. I mean it really is. It's it's really been a long journey. I I'd probably it was, 40. it was forty years ago and you know, probably took six, eight, maybe even ten years yeah. to really start working on I'm okay. Yeah. You know, really believing that, hey, I'm not okay, I'm chosen. He picked me and he knew I was this imperfect. He picked me and he knew I had these faults. And, and he's, and he's using me. Well, how does he use, uh, how does a perfect God use such an imperfect tool Mm -hmm. to do what seemingly, it seems like amazing things, even impossible things. Yeah. And so, you know, if he can look at it this way, why can't I? Yeah. And so it took a long time, but it's really the proof's in the pudding with that house where I walk in that house and I love my house. And I know every mistake. They are glaring. There are things sticking out where any human being that walks up can see them. And I'm just like, I I would have been mortified that you thought I built that house that way. And yet it it doesn't even, I don't even notice it. I just walk up and look at it and just, I smile. I I remember and I tell everybody the best thing came out of the fire. And the best thing that happened during the building that house was the outpouring of love for Vicki and me. Hmm. And so I look at everything was them trying their best to love us with all they had. And this is what we got. And it's really sufficient. And it's awesome. Yeah. Yep. It's good.
0: So there's people out there that are are saying you're describing me, whether it's the perfectionism thing or the uh, the way I was raised, just not believe the best about myself. What's just the very first step that somebody like that can walk out? This uh, slowly changing from maybe not going from full on hatred of mm-hmm. themselves or really bad self-image to love right away. But just the first step to uh, maybe I like myself a little bit more. today.
2: Well, I, I think there's two things. One is to start really looking at where God uses you. That's and good. I don't know if that's first or not, but these are kind of equal and really start to do what I just described. He uses me. I must Why? not. I must not Why? be that bad. Mm-hmm. God. He uses me. He likes me so um yes i'm okay i i need to improve and it's in my nature to want to improve i don't need to change that that isn't mm-hmm. a wrong but to accept you know that it's going to take some time that that's probably what i need to do is just really look at the fact that god has a plan for my life and he watches over me as i am but the the really big one i think and it probably is first is i'm owed nothing i deserve nothing to overcome all those things people said to you in your life, that whatever you dream, you're the center of the universe, it's all about you. And hey, don't let them disregard you. Mm -hmm. Well, you should be being told, well, it's okay if they disregard you. You're not the most important person in the world. You're beautiful, you're wonderful, I love you. And other people will love you too. But everybody doesn't have to love you. Mm -hmm. That's not what's being taught to, to, to many generations now. And so really just saying, I'm owed nothing, I deserve nothing. I owe everything. The debt is all mine. And I think oh, that more than anything, if you could make that the mantra of your life and the, and, the, and the passion of your life. I add a fourth thing to mine and what I teach here at the Father's house is, and for some reason he lets me work for him. Mm-hmm. As imperfect as I am, he lets me do his work. He says the rocks and stones will sing if the Jews don't sing. They'll cry out his praise if they don't cry out his praise. So he could, rocks and stones could do what I do, but he doesn't let the rocks and stones sing. He doesn't let them cry out. I yell out, rocks and stones be silent. I will praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. I will give him at least the praise that I'm able to uh, for what he deserves. And, you know, it's really important to me to add that phrase. I'm owed nothing. I deserve nothing. I owe nothing everything and he lets me work for him and I don't know how how or why but he does I'm going to start looking at me the way he looks at me Mm -hmm. and that changes me to say that a lot to continually say that changes me
1: and I think also be uh you know just start today with being grateful whatever's good whatever's pure whatever's noble he says you know about being thankful you know it's like when you do not like yourself you are actually in satan's camp Hmm. So it's really not a place you want to live. And I think being thankful if there's anything good in your life about you, yeah you know, oftentimes we will take girls to the mirror and just say, "If you saw this per- gr- gr- if you saw this girl at a, at a party, what would you think about her? You know, look at her, you know, and actually having them say great things about themselves just to be thankful. And it's like you know, Every one of us has something, one per thing that you can start with and be thankful about. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think having a thankful heart is really amazing, and and I th- it'll just change, it'll just change your life. You know? Yeah,
0: and if if we are talking to Christians, if you're a Christian out yeah. there who has who has, knows what Jesus did for you, start there, right? Just like, thank you, Jesus. I mean, he, this is somebody who the Lord, the Father sent the Son to for die you. in your place, for right? You, because if you're the He only felt one. you were so worthless or worth while right yeah and then also, i'm not going to beat myself up for that mistake. no no
1: no and then it's kind of funny and then um also if you are the one out there that whose parents did a really poor job of of honoring your identity and your self-worth because at the father's house that's a, that's a great majority of our people mm-hmm. is that their parents just weren't who the who we needed as kids and our identities got incredibly broken i think it's just asking the holy spirit to take you to those places where. Your father, your mother said horrible things to you and honestly feel the pain of that and then and then let it get come out. Like, I can't believe you said that. Mm. I did. You know, you made me think I was I was horrible. You may think I was worthless. You know, I've always hated myself because you didn't give me what, you know, and then, you know, get it out of you and then say, but unless I forgive you, I can't be forgiven. Yeah, mom, I forgive you and and then you know and then forgiveness for yourself for believing that cuz the truth is out there if you hate yourself that's really a sin against you because you're you're not believing what god says about you he doesn't ever say you're hateful and this and that i mean he's, he he will convict sometimes but he never says that you're you know you you know you're just you're just a loser so honestly when we believe that that's on us because mm-hmm. we're not believing jesus yeah so be, begin to repent and forgive those people who have caused you great great um, sadness and harm in your identity
0: yeah and we and you want to hear more about that we actually did that episode mm-hmm. the importance of forgiveness, forgiveness. Um, does Jesus command us to yeah. forgive so if you want to hear more about that and you skip that episode go back and listen to that one mm-hmm. we also have tons of stuff on our YouTube channel where people can check that out this, Please do. this show is going to be on YouTube if you want to see my hat that I'm wearing today and Vicki's salmon shirt and Steve's broken finger yeah if you want to see all that stuff you can watch us if you're listening you can tune over to that and while you're at YouTube you can see uh, Steve's Sunday sermons all through the gospels we've got tons of playlists there for different things so if you're struggling with something just find the playlist that you're struggling with and uh, and go through there Um, and I think that's probably where we'll leave it today that'd be great so Thank Good you next. thank you everybody for listening. Uh, if you need to share the podcast with a friend, it's uncommonpodcast.com. It'll take you to exactly where you need to go, so share it out there. We're also uh, just today we're over the we're into the top 200 um, Christian and uh, religion and spirituality podcasts in the in the US. So really? Well, look at big. us. So maybe in a few weeks we'll be in the oh, top Oh, literally look at us. Yeah. Yeah, look at us literally. right now. We're here. Look at
2: us. Look at this.
0: Look at this.
2: (laughs) How well we're doing. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time, guys. We love you. And we'll get back to that. This is always great.
0: And I'll see you again next week. Bye bye. Thanks.